Well, Bill, you got me. I was making sure. I, I know I hopped on late with the Zoom. You got me? Yeah, gotcha. No worries. Okay. Good. Yeah. So, Bill, the, uh, you know, it's not like these guys. It's, first of all, uh, former defensive coordinator Patrick Tony, uh, defense or uh, tight end coach William Piegler, and wide receiver coach Kerry Colbert. And, you know, it's not like these guys have, uh, you know, went on to uh, equal jobs or other college jobs. You know, these guys go, <laughs> went to the NFL. So it's not like uh, you know, there's, uh, you know, a sinking ship in Gainesville and they're, and they're leaving for, you know, just to get out. You know, they're they're, they're going to NFL jobs here. And, book, uh, Bill, I mean, you, look, we've talked about it on your show, and, and I know it's been kind of expressed out there as, as well. You know, the college game is changing, uh, and it's more and more less about football and uh, more of a headache and all the other things you have to deal with. And some guys just want to coach balls. You know, the NFL is the best place to do that right now without dealing with all the other uh, – NIL headaches and transfer portal headaches and, you know, the babysitting that goes along with college football. So I think we're going to see a lot more coaches uh, leave the college game and go to the NFL if they get that opportunity. Uh, and three guys for Florida staff got that opportunity. So uh, last week they they uh, decided to go to the NFL. Uh, Tony and Pig will go to the Arizona Cardinals and Kerry Colbert goes to the uh, Denver Broncos to be the wide receiver coach there. So uh, yeah, Bill. And then you, know, you mentioned Armstrong and he's the replacement there for, for Patrick Tony. Uh, yeah, seems to be a, a good pickup, you know, still right now uh, at this point in his career, probably based on more potential than anything. But you, know, you asked around a bit and in that coaching circle of Billy Napier, Kirby Smart, Nick Saban, he's very, very highly thought of as, as a young up and comer. Now, he was a defensive coordinator the last two years at Southern Miss, uh, improved their defense overall. Uh, really got uh, really no more. It's going to be the same system, uh, same kind of scheme that Patrick Tony had as defensive coordinator, but he will change it up a bit as bringing more pressure, tighter coverage. Uh, and, you know, with Florida athletes, you hope that that can uh, break through this defense that's been uh, downtrodden for the last few seasons. But, um, yeah, so it, it'll look very similar to, to start with, but what he asks his players to do will be a little bit different. Uh, but, you know, in that coaching circle that I mentioned of uh, of Billy Napier, Kirby Smart, Nick Saban, uh, Southern Miss defensive coordinator the last two years. Uh, before that was on the Louisiana staff with Billy Napier and Patrick Tony. Uh, the year before that, uh, Billy Napier uh, called up Kirby Smart and said, hey, you know, take this guy under your wing for a year. Let him learn. Uh, and, you know, he, after, after he did that, he was a linebacker coach and then went to be defensive coordinator at Southern Miss. And then, Bill, the, the thought was look, he was he was only on the job for – a little over a week at Alabama uh, when he left his Southern Miss defensive coordinator role uh, to be the uh, linebacker coach there at Alabama. And the thought was kind of to be groomed and maybe quote unquote defensive coordinator in waiting uh, when Kevin Steele ends up leaving Alabama. So very highly thought of in, in that little coaching circle of uh, with all the connections of, uh, of Billy Napier, Nick Saban and Kirby Smart. Uh, and maybe, you know, Florida just kind of gets him right before uh, he was going to be defensive coordinator at Alabama in a couple of years. Is Dallas Baker going to be the new wide receiver coach? Bill, I don't know. Um, you know, that one, from what I could gather, Bill, there was heavy, heavy thoughts that it was maybe leaning Justin Stepp, the wide receiver coach at South Carolina, late last week. I think that was kind of trending that way. I think he's going to end up staying at South Carolina. Um, it seemed to be trending that way. You know, Thursday, Friday, but you know, maybe sometime Friday, Saturday. Uh, I think the final decision, or you know, 
maybe final decision to be made there uh, to, to for him to stay at South Carolina. He was previously at Arkansas, so it's an SEC experience as a wide receiver coach. Uh, Bill, so now I, I do think there's maybe a pivot there for Florida. Uh, Dallas Baker is a name that comes up, of course. Uh, previously Marshall, uh, Buffalo, uh, now as that Baylor as the wide receiver coach. So, you know, getting into the uh, the Power Five ranks there at Baylor as a wide receiver coach. And, of course, a former Gator uh, there uh, in that 2006 National Championship team, part of that. Uh, but also, um, Bill, we're hearing maybe, you know, Ike Hilliard's name, maybe some interest on his side. Uh, former Gator as well under Steve Spurrier, long career in the NFL, uh, wide receiver coach in the NFL as well for for quite some time before he came to Auburn last year uh, and part of that staff for Brian Harson that ended up getting fired. So two former Gators, Bill, um, that kind of maybe on the the, the big board uh, there for Florida and you know, replacing Kerry Colbert. Bill, of course, uh, you know the, the big wish list, the big kahuna, if you could find a way to get it done, uh, I don't think it happens, but of course, you know, I think you have to make the call just to maybe see what it would take to happen. It'll be Brian Hartline up there at Ohio State, of course, uh, recruiting the state of Florida and those wide receivers like nobody else. He's, he's second to none in recruiting those wide receivers uh, in, in Florida, in that South Florida area. So I think, uh, you know, you make that call, maybe see what it takes to see if you could do anything there. As I said, I wouldn't expect much to happen there, but, you know, that Bill, that would be, you know, target numero uno at the top of the board and see if you could get it done. Gator Dave, Gators breakdown on Tuesdays with us. Is that it? Is there, any, is there anything else happening with the staff? <laughs> uh, Staff-wise, Bill, you know, we'll see what they do at tight end coach as well as, re- as replacing Piegler. Not, not, not necessarily a huge loss there uh, as far as, I mean, could he be a good coach down the road? Maybe, but he's very replaceable for where Florida is at right now. Uh, you know, not not heavy, heavily recruiting the tight end position as far as stature goes uh, for prospects. You know, we'll see what they what, what they do there. Eric Kiesel is the name that kind of comes up. He was on the Auburn staff last year, too, previously with Brian Harson at Boise State. Uh, Florida brought him in. Uh, within the last uh, few weeks to, to be an analyst on the staff. Uh, now there's an opening at the tight end position. He's, uh, he's got previous experience as offensive coordinator under Harson at Boise State uh, and a little bit uh, at Auburn last year as well as they were kind of going through their offensive coordinator carousel. Uh, so, you know, probably a name to watch out for there, but not getting uh, a lot of traction behind the scenes of, you know, maybe where Billy Napier goes for that tight end coaching position. So, Bill Beam, the, the, here's the thing. Florida starts spring practice on Saturday. So, you you would think uh, that would mean these hires will be coming up uh, you know, in the next couple of days as Florida hits the uh, practice field on Saturday. So, it's, uh, I didn't even know that. They start Saturday. Wow. Yep, yep. They uh, you know announced the bill uh, about a month ago. They're going to do that Thursday night spring game again. Uh, I believe that's April thirteenth. So you know they won't uh, be on a uh, on a weekend again. They'll do that Thursday night thing. So they'll uh, be kicking off uh, spring practice of, you know a few days before everybody else uh, with their spring game being a little you know a couple of few days earlier than, than than most teams out there. So yeah, pretty quick, uh, pretty quickly, Bill. We'll be able to talk some football. It's only in spring and. Well, you know, we'll take away from that what you will, but you know, all the moving parts that the Gators have with you know, new quarterback there with Graham Mertz through the transfer portal, all these other transfers they brought in, a lot of early enrollees on campus as well. Uh, you know, getting their first taste of uh, of football when spring football kicks off on Saturday. Anything of note when talking about basketball? Baseball obviously is underway and they're ranked pretty high. Yeah, Bill. Um, basketball, you know, we'll go there first right now. Uh, you know, just kind of once Colin Castleton went down, you know, the Gators kind of kind of lost their way uh, a bit right now. And, you know, now 
place uh, face their former coach again in Mike White in, in Georgia again tonight and the, won the first matchup. Uh, but, of course, that was with Colin Castleton, Bill. But uh, in, a, in a little bit of a funk right now as the season comes to a close. So, uh, you know, maybe you'll see uh, with the with – the, Facing the former coach, you know, we'll see uh, what that means for the Gators tonight versus Georgia. But, yeah, Bill, baseball, uh, as, you, as you mentioned, uh, on fire right now. Um, Jack Cogman on, uh, really on fire. He had three home runs in a game on Sunday, Bill. Uh, they hit eight homers, I believe, on Sunday to kind of close the series out versus uh, Cincinnati. So hitting the ball well, Bill. Starting pitching is doing pretty good. Maybe the bullpen, probably the biggest worry for the Gators, or you know, relief pitching, the biggest worry there uh, as the season kind of gets started and underway. A series with Miami this weekend. I'll, I'll be in Gainesville for for the game on Saturday, so finally get to see the team in person uh, this year, Bill. But yeah, uh, baseball team seems to be you know living up to the reputation expectation put on them coming into this season. Austin Armstrong, we talked about was that Southern Miss defensive coordinator then at Alabama briefly, now at Florida. What about Hurston Waltrip, the Southern Miss pitcher transfer who's considered a first-round draft pick? Has he already pitched for them? Bill, I'd be lying if I, if, uh, if I told you. You know, I've, I, I've, I've been able to keep up with the baseball team as far as – No worries. Probably watched, yeah, no worries. Yeah, watched two full games there. Uh, they're trying to, you know, catch back up for – lost time during the football season with the family a bit on the weekend. So <laughs> I catch back up, you know, where I can, but uh, yeah, like I said, excited, excited to see the team in, in person for the first time. This could, this coming up Saturday versus Miami. So um, yeah, maybe uh, with spring practice starting up, Bill, who knows, who, who knows how deep I can get into baseball. And we can visit the quarterback situation again, anytime through the spring, but is it still at least thought that it's Graham Mertz's job to lose? Uh, yeah, Bill, I, I think so. You know, and maybe that is a storyline for the question, uh, you know, a, a question, a storyline for spring practice coming up. And, you know, what would it mean for Florida if we end up hearing, all right, maybe Jack Miller's pushing? Does that mean he took a step forward? Or does that mean Graham Mertz is, you know, maybe you know, struggling through spring practice in this transition of learning the Florida offense? Of course, you know, Jack Miller should be ahead. Uh, as far as all the off the field uh, learning of the offense, knowing the offense being there a year now, um, you know, but maybe that's a, a storyline that we that we do kind of look out for. Maybe we, what we can glean ourselves or what we hear behind the scenes ourselves. Uh, if you know the quarterback competition is is tighter than most expect, uh, Bill. But uh, in, in the end, uh, it's yeah, yeah. Uh, to start, I think it's going to be Graham Mertz getting those number one reps, and also coming out of spring practice, I, I'd expect him uh, to be the guy there for the Gators. I might as well poll you, ask you this question. With Florida State's AD, Michael Walter, uh, Michael Alford, sorry, on Friday, Gator Dave, laying down the gauntlet, talking to his board of trust and saying something's got to change. We're only getting $30 million, $35 million a year, and we cannot sustain. We cannot compete. And – he wanted the ACC to hear this, even though the ACC is aware that they've got teams and schools that are not happy and would die to get out of that league. And their terrible media rights deal that they have that goes through 2036 that they cannot get out of. Do you think there's a scenario where the SEC does take in a Florida State and or a Clemson? And what would Florida think about this? 
Uh, I don't think Florida would like it, Bill, uh, at all. And I don't know if Greg Sankey or, you know, in the SEC offices would, would care. Uh, I'm sure Florida would have a say uh, and, and would express much like Florida State's doing right now and expressing their feelings toward the ACC. I'm sure Florida would express their feelings for that scenario. Um, yeah, I don't think Florida would like it a bit. I don't think South Carolina would like it a bit uh, right. you know, for the same thing same going on with Clemson. Um Bill, so I mean, I don't know. You know, right now, uh, I seem to take Greg Sankey at his word that he's not looking necessarily for the SEC to expand uh, at, at the moment by Texas and Oklahoma. You know, he's fine with sixteen uh, teams right now, but you know, I we know how quickly these things change, and I think Bill, well, I think my first question: Would the SEC be be interested? Uh, you know, I, you do get a. Uh, you know, a, a power there in Florida State or, you know, a, a potential power, you know, with, with their history uh, of winning championships, you know, especially in the 90s and head-to-head versus Florida. Uh, I think there would be some value there for the SEC and, and in Florida State and, of course, with Clemson as well and, and their stature in college football right now. Uh, but, you know, is that – it's it's tough, but at least for the Florida side, yeah, they they – I don't think Florida would care for it uh, too, too, too much at all. Uh, and, you know, looking big picture, Bill, you know, as far as the SEC and ESPN and all that stuff goes, you know, what does that mean for the contracts that, you know, they just agreed to or, you know, ripping those up and, you know, adding two, two more teams or four more teams to get to 18 or 20? Uh, you know, I, I, I don't know how often this changes, Bill. Uh, I think when you, when you look at realignment and, and expansion for conferences, um, you know, is there a timetable for when these things change uh, dealing because of dealing with the TV networks and, and trying to figure that end of it out? You know, how often would these would, would these networks and, and these conferences be willing to change? I mean, I'm sure, you know, Clemson and Clemson and FSU would do it tomorrow uh, if they could. But I'm not so sure the conferences would. So Bill, I, I think timing uh, will have a lot to do with this as well. Tell everybody how they can get the podcast Gators Breakdown. Yep, Bill, everybody can get Gators Breakdown at news4jacks.com slash Gators Breakdown, YouTube for the video version, and all the podcast platforms as well out there. And, uh, Bill, yeah, tonight we'll uh, we'll be hitting up uh, kind of a spring practice primer uh, as the Gators hit the field on Saturday. And, of course, we'll we'll cover all the coaching hires that the Gators hopefully make this week, um, you know, as, as we count down the days of spring. Sounds good, man. Appreciate it. See you next week. See you, Bill. I was looking – And this is a list of the starting pitchers, just ranking starting pitchers as the baseball season gets started. List radio. You ready? Chase Dolander, Tennessee, one. Rhett Lauder, Wake Forest, two. Tanner Hall, Southern Miss, three. Hurston Waldrop, Florida, four. Now, he was the Southern Miss transfer we were just talking about. Chase Burns, number five, Tennessee. Paul Skeens, number six. I would argue that. I think Skeens is higher than that. Hunter Elliott, who's got all problems at the moment, number seven. Remember, we talked to Ole Miss Evie about that last Friday. Carter Holton, eight, Vanderbilt. And then there's a couple of others, but interesting. All right. Let's take the break. A little bit later, hour three, Brian Driscoll from Irish Breakdown will check in with us. Omni Nashville Hotel.